After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. I gotta have more cowbell. Um. And that is the sound of the start of another episode. <laughs> of And the NFL with Chris and Ash. And beers. Cheers. You're a poet and you don't know that. Oh, be useful. We can't complain. It's gorgeous weather in London, across the UK. Shout out climate change. <laughs> Sun's out, vitamin D, positive vibes all around. Yeah. And we're sniffing ever closer to the start of the NFL season. <laughs> Listen to you. So I was in Barcelona last week, right? Is this why you're you're kind of so brown again? No, that's my empirical heritage. Um, imperial, even. Um, no, but I was wearing my Barcelona Dragons shirt. Oh, did you? Quite a lot. Did you get some looks? Not only looks. I had one guy that literally freaked out and was like, Oh my God, it's <laughs> my childhood. <laughs> He wasn't Mexican. Is this your... <laughs> <laughs> he was from Barcelona. Was he a traveller too? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. An Irish traveller. <laughs> oh my God. Get all the accents out of the way in the yeah. first, in the first we minute. Can, I think you and I are allowed to make fun of Irish people. Uh, yeah, anybody else? Racist. Yeah, it's racist. <laughs> but for us, it's just friendly banter. Oh, 100%. percent you probably um, got a couple of travellers in your family. Says so you're wearing a fedora hat with a bloody pheasant feather in it you know, oh like, always you know, like you've been poaching uh yes <laughs> the irish side of my family that's what we do <laughs> um speaking of which just a little segue and then we'll go back to your barcelona trip mm. but the um i don't know really what you call it but the appleby fair you know where all the travelers i didn't go. even know there was a fair the fact that you know that definitely points to the fact you have how traveler do you heritage. not know this it's all over the news every year because it's where they go and they like bathe their horses in the river what do you not know about this no okay do me a favor and just google this why don't in the you news just tell afterwards. us because no one else fucking knows it's madness but like thousands where? of travelers descend don't it's say up Appleby. north right, yeah okay. up north somewhere i again i'm not 100 sure um but you know i always do find it fascinating um, but did you ever used to watch that show, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding? I mean, I'm not not avidly, but I do know the concept. Because the woman's shop who did the bridal gowns yep. and everything, and even, you know, like first early communion dresses and stuff, yep. she was in Liverpool. Grabbing, and I used to grabbing go... dresses. <laughs> but I used to walk past her shop on the way to some of my lectures when I was at uni up there. And I tell you, it is madness. Gosh. Absolute bedlam, but a hot spot for the Irish Liverpoolers, so... Yeah. Up the Irish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yes. So back to your non-Mexican supporter in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Your Barcelona Dragons. Yeah. Was, was that fun? Yeah, it was nice. I was hoping it would happen, and it did, and it made my day. I was in Park Guell, and one of the security guys freaked out, started pointing to his mates, and was going, "Look, check it out." Oh, I love and that. I was like, they play now. They've reinvented the team. They're in the European League. And he was like, "Do they?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Let me tell you more about your town. Barcelona yeah. was invented in... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you, the European League, though, it seems to be going really well. Yeah, unless you're playing for Tyrese Johnson-Fisher's team. Everyone, oh. They're 0-2 at the moment. Oh. Bad luck, Tyrese. Sorry, mate. He scored, so he scored in game. He's doing well. He's I have doing been, well. keeping up to date with him when like, he posts a lot on his Twitter and everything. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's exciting that the European League has taken off. But not yeah. a lot of people know it exists here in the UK. No. No. Um, have you seen that the USFL is back? 
I have, and yes. And they've reintroduced the controversial and subsequently banned by the NFL because it completely supported all cases into CTE, the helmet cam. Oh, really? Yeah. So back in the... So why did, they ban- why did the NFL ban this? Well, it wasn't NFL. So originally it was the WLAF had uh, had helmet cam, which is... So they add, add first-person viewpoint helmet uh, cameras to all the players' helmets. Okay. So you can see what the players see. Exciting. And if you go onto YouTube and, and, and just Google NFL helmet cam, there's footage from, you know, the, the 90s when they were first doing it. And it is brutal. Like, you know, people get... You know, you just... You can imagine how... Yeah. Much it would hurt if you got hit. And the helmet cam didn't help assuage those fears. Um, and uh, yeah, the most recent one, it sort of went viral because this one player got completely clobbered coming up the side. And, uh, oh no. And it, was, it would have been a big hit anyway, but he also had helmet cam. <gasps> and so it's ridiculous. He got his wisdom tooth knocked out. <gasps> a wisdom oh my God. tooth. Yeah, exactly. It was mental. So a helmet, and I'm assuming a mouth guard as well, and he's still got his wisdom tooth knocked out. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's intense. Yeah, USFL, baby. Wow. Cool, blimey. Mm. But I mean, I'm super happy that you had a beautiful time away. Thanks. Out of the UK. Yeah, it was good. Now back in riveting London. Yeah, brought the weather. Yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it as always. Yeah, well, it's like always Spain. nice coming to London when it's not raining. <laughs> yeah, Spain's one of my top five cuisines. I'm not going to give them top three. But top five for sure. Oh. For the culture of how they eat. Okay, and what what is your favourite Spanish food? I think it's, that's a, that's a toss up. Uh, if you had a three headed coin between gazpacho, mm. pan con tomate, oh, and tortilla. Oh. I think that it no, put, I'm put, goes <laughs> on my plate with a nice little beer, nice little caña, mm, mm-hmm. pack of siggies. Uh, I will happily sit there for a couple of hours watching. You're a happy man, <laughs> indeed. The one thing I love as well, so especially when I'm out in Spain, we like always get it, grill it on the barbecue, octopus. Oh, I had octopus calpet. Love yeah, they that. surprised with me with paprika, it. With paprika, a couple of like nice little smoky spices and everything. Um, and there's a little restaurant in Oliva where our house is. Um, and it's one of those kind of lovely little restaurants where you would happily walk past it and not know it's even there, kind mm. of behind just a random mm. door and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they do like a grilled octopus leg where, and I'd have to find out kind of what the spices and sauces and stuff, but they do it with a lovely creamy mashed potato Ooh. and so simple, mm. but Spanish cuisine, like, and that Mediterranean cuisine and stuff as well. I could, I would happily eat that for the rest of my life. Octopus got to be cooked well though. Generally, I'm not a fan of eating cephalopods. Yes. That's a big word. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Well, I said ocean ocean conservation. But yeah, for me, squid and octopus have to be cooked perfectly. Okay. You know, and my rule is I'm not ever eating seafood if I'm less, if I'm more than an hour away from any coastline. That's just my rule in general. I like that. But like here in the UK, does that bother you? Not eating oysters in Arizona, for example. Oh yeah, no. You know? Oof, no. Um, Well, in the UK, most stuff isn't less than an hour away from the coastline. Reading? Yeah, I would. I mean, I mean, put it this way, I want it to have been living at least two days before it's on my mm, plate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went to this was like years ago. Um, I was down in Christchurch, okay. and they have there's a beautiful New, New Zealand. No, 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 in the UK. Oh, right, yeah, fine. yeah. Um, and there's a beautiful seafood restaurant, um, and obviously their menu changes every day. Um, and it's basically whatever fish they catch on the day is on the menu. And that sort of stuff I absolutely love. So I went to Cal Pep on my last day, 
which was recommended to me by pop-up chef White Russian. Oh, and he was the chap that was here at the MVL. He was here. Yep. Uh, we're doing another one of that, by the way. You need to come down to the next Fabulous. one. Fabulous. And he's also just been... Um, he was just filming MasterChef Professionals. Oh, my God, no way! As, not even as a guest, as, you know, the pop-up challenge. <gasps> he's one of the judges for the pop-up no challenge. No way! Yeah, right. When is this going to be on TV? Oh, I'm sure, I think it will be the next series of Professionals, but... Um, Oh my uh, God, so I'll be like, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, go cow pep, go, go cow pep. And okay. it's exactly the same. No menu. Mm. Guy comes out and goes, you know, what do you fancy? Seafood, meat, whatever. Like, we'll come up with a menu for you. Oh my God, amazing. Um, yeah. I love that idea and concept. And we were outside mm. in a little courtyard. And um, I think, what did we have? We had, you know, obviously first you get olives and whatever. Pan con tomato. But then I think the first thing was deep fried artichokes. Interesting. I don't think I've actually had deep fried artichoke yep. before. Okay. Um, tuna tartare. Mm. Um, tortilla. Mm-hmm. Um, grill, and then it was the grilled octopus. So it was grilled octopus. Cooked to perfection for Co- you. Perfectly. Yes. Because when someone's picking for you, if I'd had a menu, I would not have ordered octopus. Mm-hmm. If you said, what do you want? I would not have ordered octopus. Yeah. But I kind of gave him free reign. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I'd like some seafood. And I didn't want clams because I got really ill from clams when I was 11 and I've sort of uh, got an aversion to clams. I think if you ever get ill of something like clams once in your life, yeah. you're never touching that again. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It was in Portugal. I thought I was, oh, it was a nightmare. Have you ever had clam chowder though? Yeah, weirdly. I like clam chowder and will eat it even after having My been sick. My favourite one was in Boston. Obviously. And I think they do just, yeah. Fair play to yeah. the people of Boston. I love that. You're like, do you like pizza? My favourite one was in Italy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's where clam chowder... No one wants Manhattan clam chowder. That's crap. You want Boston clam yeah. chowder. Yeah. No, I like a bit of clam chowder. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, if someone said to me, you know, you can pick anything to eat, what is it going to be? Clams aren't high on the list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, nor is octopus. Nor is squid. Unless they're the little baby squid... Oh, I know what you mean. Flour, deep fried. Yeah. A little chipron, chiproncino oh. or whatever. I would love to know if anybody listening has ever seen these videos crop up either on their Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. But there's an Asian man who's clearly a fisherman. Um, and he, like, whatever he catches off the boat and stuff, he will cook in, like, a, what, like a makeshift wok or something, like, right there and then on the port bit, off his boat and stuff. And a makeshift wok? <laughs> I shit you not. I will show you this Half video. Coconut after- shell. I I will show you this video afterwards. But they're like, I think they're like mini octopuses. They're like they're yeah. small and stuff. I don't know what this guy is saying in his own language and stuff, but he's very enthusiastic, cooking it all and everything. Grabs it. Oh wow! Bites the head clean off. That's how you kill an octopus, apparently. Is it? Yeah, bite the head. What? Apparently. You, get it, you just bite on the head and it kills I mean, it. I'm very probably white and basic and I'm happy for it to be on a plate. <laughs> well, we <laughs> were talking about doing. this before. We were talking about how people... We were like, let's talk about it on the pod. Um, how people don't appreciate how the stuff that they eat gets to their plate mm-hmm. in terms of Some people might be put off by it, yeah. Something, mm-hmm. gut, skin, prep, butcher something for mm. it to be put into plastic packaging, put in Sainsbury's for you to cook with your pasta or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, let's talk about this book because I wanted to tell you about the show. And I don't know if you remember, it was on Channel 4. There was like a series, there was four of them. There was It was a series and it was live about trying to gain awareness for how people get their stuff. Okay. And so every episode, what they've done is they created a custom-made studio, right? For Entirely for this, this concept. Four episodes 
chicken, beef, lamb, pork. Those are the four episodes. Okay. And this custom-made studio consisted of a live studio audience, a three-part studio. First part abattoir, second part butcher, third part kitchen. Oh wow. And each episode they got a different animal from whichever the meat is, and they would live butcher it, kill it, butcher it, cook it, and they asked a cross section of people to come and some people were vegetarian, some people wow. were vegan. They were like, I wanna you know, I am willing to like try this, blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, it was it was like really controversial actually and they had like warnings before like you will I find see that live butchering stuff. But yeah. I think it was such a great idea. Yeah. Um, because they'll have like a little montage at the beginning where they're around the supermarket and they'll go up to people who are buying pork or, or chicken or whatever the, yeah. the episode is about and go, how do you know when that was killed? Mm-hmm. How do you think, like, well, you know, asking people in the supermarket their views on the things they were buying and they were like, I don't know when it was killed. I don't, and no one knew anything about what it took to get that animal from walking around clucking or bleating or fucking mooing yeah. to become a steak or a chicken breast or whatever. And so they did the show on it. It was fascinating. And they got like, you know, top quality butchers, top quality... People who know their stuff. Yeah, top quality chefs to come in. Um, And obviously you you can't hang the meat like you would normally do. But, you know, there was an animal that was alive at the beginning of the show. By the end of it, it's in the audience's stomach. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, talk about fresh. Yeah, and I I mean, I I agree with that. I mean, if I... I mean, we live in London or you you live in Reading, so, like, you can't do it. But, like, if I had the, the gumption and skills to be able to catch everything I eat... I would. Yeah. Um, like we watched that Key West Waterman. Shout yeah. Out, shout out Key West Waterman if you don't know. YouTube, Key West Waterman. Oh, he's fascinating. This guy that I lives in the it. Florida Keys and yeah. films himself like spearfishing and fishing and then cooking what he eats. I do think it's important to know where produce comes from, especially in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, Not Ukraine. <laughs> 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 But um, do you ever watch this show on like, I think it's on Channel True TV or some American channel and it's like Alaska, The Last Frontier. Yeah. Like those kind of things. It's on After Forged in Fire, which is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. But they go out and they, like obviously I know they go to a shop and stuff, there's some stuff they can't get, but they do make it a point of going out and hunting their mm. own meat mm. so like but they will go for like the proper like big reindeers deers type and stuff that can like last yeah. for ages and then they'll cure them or salt them or exactly them. yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever been hunting or fishing uh you know what i actually haven't and i've i've never been opposed to it mm. um i think like naturally i think like anybody maybe as your first time and stuff i probably would be a little bit weirded out mm. maybe not so much with the fishing but it's just the hunting obviously you've got to pull a trigger or mm. do something um but i think as long as you know that it's for a good purpose you know nothing's being wasted or anything and it's not just you know for, for sport um i i personally and everyone's entitled to their own opinions i don't see an issue no nah. yeah me neither if i mean it, i'm not like, joe rogan or anything i'm not gonna go you know bow hunting deer but at the same time mm. I used to go fishing quite a lot. Um, I fished for food, and I appreciate that whole process. You yeah, know, I feel like it, it adds an element or a level of appreciation to to to, to enjoying food. Yeah, um, that you don't get from just buying it and cooking it. Oh, 100 percent. I was in Helsinki maybe now about like five years ago, and walking through like the city centre and stuff, they've got all like the little stalls and stuff set up um, for the market at like around lunchtime midday. And they have so many furs, and it's all real fur, all reindeer mm. and everything. And my sister and I, we went up and we were just inquiring, 
about this fur, like what happens to the rest of the animal. And the reindeer, they get uh, they get rid for meat. So the same mm. as like you'd see a cow in a field or like sheep and stuff, they mm. get rid and brought up for meat. Mm. But the great thing about, obviously, Helsinki, cold as shit. Mm. Um, so but- you just everything's freeze- frozen on the market. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like especially with reindeer and stuff, the whole animal is getting used. Yeah. So obviously the meat for food, and then obviously the fur and stuff. It can be used for you know throws, mm. um, to keep you warm for clothing and everything. Mm. Um, and that like for me like sustainability, I love. Um, and yeah. that was also what I liked what you said to me last week about those jackets that you got with the NVL stuff on. Like a sustainability. Yeah. I think you know regardless if it's food, clothes, anything, do what you can. Yeah. yeah. I've killed a cow as well. Have you? Yeah. On purpose or? Yeah, in Vietnam. AK-47. What? (laughs) Same thing, sustainable. So there are these places you can go and fire. (laughs) Sorry. I killed a cow in Vietnam with an AK-47. I could have chosen a bazooka. Oh. Right. What? Okay. So there are these places you can go where you can, it's like a shooting range where you can shoot animals and then those animals then get doled out to the village population and it supports like the village economy with people coming to shoot the animals and then the animal meat gets given to the villagers are these animals brought up for this purpose like for food or is it i mean i think every animal in asia gets brought up for food unless you're a small dog yeah Mm. maybe in some places even those get used for food but yeah bottom line is Mm. um these animals i guess are getting killed anyway so they were like Hey, tourists, you want to come and shoot them with an AK and uh, pay us some money? And then that's how they'll die. And then they'll make a side hustle. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you can choose a range of weapons to use. And so you could, you know, 200, 200 quid to shoot a bazooka or a cow. I'm not sure how much usable meat there would be after it, but it'd be cooked. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Here's a question. What's the most out there meat you've ever had? Rattlesnake. Whoa. Yeah. Is there a lot of meat on a rattlesnake? Uh, I don't know. I had uh, rattlesnake medallions. So cut up into little circles, I'm assuming? Yeah, tiny little, like, Barnsley chops, but <laughs> rattlesnake. That was That's in, so yeah, bizarre. Death Valley. It was really nice. Oh, but Death Valley? Yeah, really nice. Wow, okay. Yeah, where there are snakes, you know? Wow. It wasn't in, like, Essex. <laughs> Imported rattlesnake. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? There was that, like craze in the 90s uh for ostrich farms in the uk because they were like ostriches are more sustainable meat and so you can buy ostrich meat and ostrich breasts and ostrich it's, it's still quite popular i think when the fuck was this a thing Tra- i have i've seen ostrich me. meat actually in a you can go I don't exotic, know if any... exoticmeats.com you can buy any type of exotic meat and they'll yeah. ship it to you in the uk i don't frozen. know if there's a lot around but there's a little supermarket called budgeons <laughs> Have you ever heard of a budgeons? Obviously. Okay, I don't know how popular like a co-op. they are. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have a bit of an exotic meat section. Um, Bollocks. La- budgeons. Llama sausages. Really? Yeah. Water buffalo. No. Yeah. We have some in our freezer. My Is sister. It? My sister gets like a little bit adventurous. She's like, "What can we cook on the barbecue in the summer?" Um, well, I'm guessing they raise buffalo in the UK to make mozzarella now, so I'm assuming yeah. they must. You know, use the the rest of it. Mm. Never heard of uh, and 
did they have llama in the UK? I think they did. They they raised all these animals in the UK no, in the nineties no, because yeah. everyone was like, oh wait a minute, this is more sustainable. I'm and like I will always say I'll happily try something once. Obviously, if it's cooked properly, right? Don't want to get ill or sick and stuff. But the one that my sister and myself had in Helsinki again mm-hmm. to go back there, um, and I I couldn't not try it when i saw it on the menu mm. we did get told that it was a tough meat not everyone's cup of tea elk no black bear no yeah bear you ate bear bear you've eaten bear. i would never have it again it's it's a chewy meat yeah um but any chewy meat you can cook if you cook long enough you can make it nice surely cost a bomb so we ate it um, but the oh, one I thought, that... I thought that was like a random animal out of a hurdle. No, I cost... ate a costa bomb. Costa bomb. <laughs> Classic no. Finnish Costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I, but, yeah, I don't know how... Uh... It's probably illegal. Probably, probably broke the law in like four countries. No, 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 no. It's, it's legal in Finland. Um, black bear. But the one that I love, and obviously, like, we probably have a similar one over here, but reindeer. Oh my God, it's, you okay. can't, like, I'm a meat eater, I'm a carnivore. Sorry for all the vegetarians, vegans out there having mm, a listen. Me too. Oh my god, reindeer is just like my mouth is salivating Omnip- right now. It's venison, right? Basically. Yeah, but a lot like just nicer. Mm. Another level up, yeah. Yeah, because venison can be. I went to a, a restaurant once um, in in Dalston, and they do they do a, a changing set menu depending on what the season of the meat is. So like mm-hmm. when we went, it was a full venison set menu, um, and it just got a little bit too venisony. I don't think I'd appreciate maybe a full menu where everything is mm. venison-based. It's like a venison broth, and then it's like a venison uh, risotto. and then That's a like lot of venison. venison. Yeah, it was a lot of venison. Yeah. And it is quite gamey. And I quite like venison, but I have it for one course, and the sort of the side one things have to is be fine. right. One course is fine, yeah. But yeah, trust me, eating seven courses of yeah. beer is not a like, oh dear. <laughs> Speaking of interesting foods, whilst we're on the topic, yeah. would you ever have tom brady's diet so he has like avocado ice cream i'd try avocado ice cream yeah but i wouldn't have his diet no not paying me that much (laughs) if somebody were to pay me food is so important to me i don't want to i'm not one of the some people say they you know eat to live other people say they live to eat i live to eat i work out so i can eat i do not see food as fuel i see it as an opportunity three times a day to delight yourself that's all, or put out a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why I cook. That's why I love cooking. Yes. You know, I feel that it's like relaxation. I love trying to cook new things. I love watching cooking shows. I love cooking, trying cooking new mm. things. All of that sort of stuff. That's me all day. I love a bit of, like you mentioned earlier, I love watching MasterChef, but especially MasterChef America. Oh, what? Why? It's just, it's absolutely hilarious. Just like, because Amer- like American people, they are passionate. They're very enthusiastic. Mm. Compared to like us over here, we're quite dry, sarcastic, and everything. Don't really get a sense of humor sometimes. But like Americans go in, and I remember I think it was like an old series I was watching um, on telly the other day, and just like the backstabbing and snide little comments, it was incredible. Yeah, that does but there was a moment in MasterChef, the US one. They've Where? got that Italian, really snarky Italian bull judge, right? Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah, even yeah. worse than Gordon. <laughs> yeah. It? He's so, like, salty. Yeah. Bit, yeah right. But I remember, so they all, so I don't know what round this was, but all the contestants and stuff, they had, like, a mystery box in front right. of them and they had to lift up the lid yep. and whatever was there. Classic ready, steady cook, five yeah. pound meal challenge. But yep. whatever was there, they had to make 
a meal out of it. Right. Regardless of whether this chef was vegan, pescatarian, full carnivore, whatever was underneath it, if you're going to be a good chef, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to cook with any products mm-hmm. or produce that you have. Right. Um, this lady... It was a whole black bear. No, it was... <laughs> it was a live whole black bear. She was a vegan. She died. It was a whole cow's head. No. Again, I'll show you the video. She loses her fucking shit. Can't have been my one because I hit the cow in the head three times. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Weren't using that afterwards. No. Fucking Mozambique, that cow. Yeah, no. Triple tapped. But honestly, like, it just... It was fascinating watching her trying to get her head... Like, lol, trying to get her own head around it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what did she end up doing? Cheeks? Yeah, yeah, Cheeks yeah. Cheeks and tongue? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Mm. Love a bit That's one thing I've actually never tried is tongue. Oh. Or pig snout. Fine. I mean, you know, you love a little bit of... Little, uh... What's it called? Tête de cochon. Pig's head. Mm. Like, you know, terrine. But love a cheek... And love a tongue. Bit of tongue. Cook properly. Love a bit of tongue. <laughs> Don't see it very yeah, often these like, days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tongue is like one of those meats. If it's cooked properly, the more you chew it, the tastier it gets. Well, it's a muscle, isn't it? So the tongue in yeah. general. Yeah. So you've got to cook it properly. Mm. I've had bad tongue. That's a whole another story. <laughs> <laughs> and the NFL after dark. <laughs> <laughs> but also I've had it cooked poorly. <laughs> Oh, I love that. This has turned into a lovely foodie episode. Yeah, I love a foodie episode. Yes. Anybody who's who's a foodie is straight away my best mate. <laughs> you know, one time when I was in Spain, I was living there, we had this, I uh, went out for tapas with a friend of mine who's Spanish and he ordered and whatever, and we're eating this, and it's like this plate of like, you know, lovely fried bits of, you know, meat, delicious, mm. tasty, you know, succulent, juicy meat. And I'm like, oh, what is this? And uh, he didn't have the best... And he just goes, this is the face of the pig. <laughs> and I was like, the face of the pig. <laughs> the trouble that doesn't any less appetizing. That's giving me like yeah. sore vibes or yeah. like the Texas yeah. Chaser Master. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is the face yeah. of the pig. It is the face of the pig. <laughs> oh my God, incredible. Oh, give me some more pig face. Oh, do you know what? So, so, tell you what, one pig bit I went out for dinner with a friend of mine who is a chef and we went to this restaurant in DC. How many chefs do you know? I love a chef. Okay. Because it gets you into restaurants. Oh, well, 100%. And you yeah. make friends with chefs. Yeah. So, yeah, so this what there was went to this restaurant in when I was living in DC. It was a Chinese restaurant and lo- chefs used to go there after after work. So it was open really late and you could order off the menu and so like off menu. And uh, so my friend who was a chef took me and he was like, "Don't worry, I'm going to order us all this cool shit." It was, we had jellyfish salad. Interesting. Not nice. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. But the other thing that we had was deep fried pig's rectum. Oh, I don't know how I feel about what you've just said. Right. I that sounds like, like a trial on I'm a Celeb. It, it, yeah, right, that's it. Yeah. All this meal was, was an I'm a Celeb trial. It's a I was expecting trial. bloody yeah. Ant and Deck to pop out any minute. And maybe like, and then like, oh, that's the kangaroo's ball. <laughs> so pig's ass, right? Was basically it's like the colon. So the colon of the pig, sliced down the middle and deep fried. And you can here's the problem with it, right? My wife has a problem eating any meat that she can tell that is part was at one point part of an animal. So she doesn't like stuff with bones in it. She doesn't like a whole fish, for example. She doesn't even really like 
um, like chicken thighs with the bones in because you can directly relate that to it once being a live animal. But like, she had a chicken breast though. But a chicken breast. Okay. And like, yeah. you know, you know, I get that. like chicken okay. nugget. Well, yeah. But like, it's not a child. But like, you know, she's not one of those people like us that would be like, oh, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't mind the fact that this was once an animal. I'm going to eat it and sort of honor it. Rather. So the pig's ass was sliced rectum. Deep fried, so it was crispy, right? It looked like a tiny bit of pork belly that was in sort of a conical shape. Oh. Right? Okay. Can I ask you a question? Mm. How long is a pig's colon? Well, is the bits long? that we got were a few inches long. So they're kind of like, if you could see the letter C, uh-huh. elongate it yeah. a quarter of an inch and make it like look like pork belly, that, that's, what it's, oh, that's what it looked like. Oh, right, okay. Right? The vision but is there now. occasionally... You'd get a, a sphincter bit where it joined together, where you knew, oh, that is half an arsehole. <laughs> like, straight up, I can oh, see wow. that is half an arsehole. And so I. Mentally, I don't think I could get my head around that. There you go. So that's the it's problem. Mentally. That's the problem. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll try everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, very underused bit of meat, clearly. I'll have a go. <laughs> clearly. They'll, they'll probably have made it nice. And so I put it in my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Okay. And start chewing. Oh, and, and then did you remember? It tastes no, no, no. First off, it tastes like pork belly, like crispy oh, pork belly, okay. and it's nice. And I'm chewing it, and I'm like, oh, this is actually good. And then just as I go to swallow, my brain goes, "That's pig's ass! That's pig's ass! That's pig's ass!" <laughs> and I just spit it out everywhere, and I couldn't <laughs> help it. I was just like, I can't swallow this. I can't. I can't do it. Oh my god! No. It's, it's okay. Front of the tongue, fine. Tastes good. Bit chewy. Bit you know. Bit gristly. And then as soon as I went to try and swallow it, my brain was like, pig's ass alert, pig's ass alert. (laughs) And it was like, no, I can't eat that. Oh, days. That was actually, fuck the rattlesnake. That was the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, I'm surprised that that didn't. But that didn't swallow it, so it doesn't count. Yeah, you you tried it. I put it in my mouth and then spit it out. And we've all been there. We have all been there. And to wrap things up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For this foodie episode. Yeah. And the NFL. Mm. I think, yeah, let, let's leave it on that. Let's leave it on you spitting out a pig's ass <laughs> <laughs> for another week. <laughs> we're getting to we're getting to learn a lot about each other, <laughs> and our avid listeners are as well, Chris. There you go. Uh, but yeah, join us next week, guys. Where well, I think we'll have Robbie Aguayo back. I think Robbie's going to yeah. give, us, give us a call and we'll, we'll see what's up with him. So we We've actually got another for... couple of good guests lined up for the following weeks. Love it. Which is nice, yeah. So we won't have to hear any more about Chris and Pig's Anus. And tonight we're off to the UK Jags event. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, looking forward to that. Mm. Peace and love, guys. Shout out. Duval. Duval. That's not the wrong, that's the wrong way to say it. Duval. So it's that. Um... seems to be the natural instinct of hogs that when they see a Dallas Cowboys jersey, they want to tear it apart. I don't want to sit here all off-season again hearing about Dallas.